Welcome to the American Grown Podcast, hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. Hi, I'm Austin Sullivan, and I'm your host for the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have John Heisey from Heisey's Diner. He is a family man dedicated to his children and his family's restaurant, which is a cornerstone of Lebanon County. John, welcome to Episode 5 of the American Grown Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm totally blessed to be here. This is a great opportunity. And again, thank you. And this is so cool that you're doing this, man. We went to high school to Cedar Crest together. Heck, heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah Cedar Crest. Played some sports together, which seems like, gosh, just yesterday, but I guess it was a couple of years ago now. Yeah, it's amazing how time flies once you get older. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just, just it just goes by. It really does. I'll tell you, man, gosh, it, it, it flies by. But those are some fun times for sure. Um, Definitely. You know, playing Definitely. football and, and the camaraderie we had. But now take me back, John, to, to like your childhood growing up. You know, what's your family like? How many siblings? Tell us a little bit about the Heisey family. Oh, man. Um, it's a kind of a crazy thing coming from a big family. I'm the oldest of seven kids. So, oh, wow. Yeah, seven kids. So, um, my childhood is kind of crazy. There's two different parts. There's like the early part where I was kind of the young one growing up. And then there's the other part where I was the older one that all of my younger siblings were looking up to and stuff. Definitely. So, um, the earlier in my childhood, it was kind of crazy. I, uh, had a brother die at, uh, he passed away when he was two years old. So, uh, yeah, that kind of left a little mark. And then my other brother, Dalton Heisey, I don't know if some people know the his story around here in Lebanon. He, uh, was born with gastrochesis and didn't have any intestines. So he, uh, he was in and out of hospitals, so like my parents were traveling back and forth to hospitals and stuff. So while running a business, and, yeah, uh, it was kind of it was just kind of troubling. And then like I used all that that emotion and stuff, and really in the second part of my childhood grew into the person that I became. Like you know what I mean? I grew up in Ebenezer, so okay, it's a real. Uh, Real nice little area. There was always something going on, like a backyard football game, always like a, a home run derby or something that was always yeah. going on in the neighborhood. Lions Lake was right there. We always fished. It was just a good, I had, I had a great childhood given the circumstances of everything. And so growing up, you know, you definitely stepped into maybe like a, a leadership role, like you said, because your, your family is running, uh, for our listeners that, that don't know, um, Heisey's Diner. John's family, the owners of that, and I, I believe they started that, the founders. Yes, my uh, grandfather bought the restaurant in uh, uh, 1968 for $62,000. Um, he worked across the street as a diesel mechanic, and he he always said if that place ever went up for sale, I'm buying it, because he wanted to own a bar. He, he was kind okay. of a drinker, so he uh, he wanted to own a bar, so that's he ended up adding on and making a bar and adding the dining room. My dad and his three sisters bought it in uh, 19... 1989 for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars so okay yeah so uh it's been in our family ever since and so definitely you were uh, like i said uh, being a mentor being a leader to your siblings because your, yeah. your parents are busy running a full-time business owning yeah. a business. yeah 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 so my, my parents are running the business and uh, my brother my younger brother really looks up to me and stuff and all my siblings really look up to me they always speak really highly of me i try to be a different voice than my parents you know like because uh, when you're when you're older and you grow up, you kind of see the way how your parents are. You're like, man, my, I never had it that easy. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, yeah. Sometimes it's, you try to give a different perspective from like mom and dad, you know? And, uh, exactly. it's, it's good to have that big brother. I, I, 
I wish I had a big brother. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, it, yeah, it's someone to look up to. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So on my side of the family and with my mom and dad, um, I'm, I'm the oldest also. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of like you're the first one to try things. You're the first one to learn. Yeah. You know, sometimes the discipline came down a little harder on you being the oldest. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. And it seemed like your siblings could get away with murder sometime. Exactly. But, uh, so now what was your high school career like what 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 was that like sports i know football but were there other sports i can't really remember yeah when i played uh, i played baseball for a little bit i never played for the school and anything but i i really enjoyed lifting weights i really enjoyed playing football and uh playing football gave me an, a place to escape you know like from everything i was dealing with and uh from my past my childhood and stuff and i just used that um that emotion out on the field and it was able allowed me to become a great football player you know what i mean i was a pretty good football player and i i really enjoyed playing football so but that's what i basically did and what a lot of people don't understand is like when when you're an athlete a student athlete like all you really think about is your sport you know yeah and then once it's gone it's like it's gone like yeah <laughs> and that's yeah. why i always try to preach to all the kids i coach and everything it's just hey when it when this opportunity is done it's it's done there's nothing else yeah you know? enjoy it now yeah. right because you can't go back you exactly know? looking 100%. back it's like oh i'd do anything to play again <laughs> yeah. you know under friday night lights or something yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so now um in, in high school any uh mentors that that you had coaching or uh teachers anything like that yeah mentors uh as far as like a coach or somebody that like really helped me looking back i didn't appreciate the person like in the moment but looking back coach burton was okay uh, an offensive line coach for cedar christ he was he was a great guy man and he really helped me uh, through a lot of things he always wanted me to go to college he always tried to push me to college and i was always boneheaded i was like no nah, i'm taking the family business over you know what i mean right so right. but I, looking back i really appreciate the hit the influence he had as far as a business aspect uh there's a, been a lot of people every single person i've cooked with i've learned from I've grown from, I've picked up little different things, but, um, the one person that sticks out, her name is Sheena Quarrel. She worked for us for 10 years. She was, okay. she was a great employee, a fantastic employee. And she really, um, set the standard, enjoy what you put on the plate, but also how to work with other people, you know, yeah. and how to treat people. She was, she was a really good influence. Looking back, uh, she was a great influence. And that's so important, um, in any business, whether it's family or not, is, is communication with your, with your you know, your teammates really is technically exactly. what they are, you know, to get through the day because maybe you're not having the best day or they're not having the best day, but, exactly. but you can help them get through it for yep. sure. After, after high school, did you go to any, cause I'm, I'm not a cook, right? I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a cook. I can't really grill my wife. If she was here right now, she, she'd be saying the exact same thing. How did you pick that up? How did you learn it? Was CTC involved or no? I, I don't know, okay. man. I okay. didn't. And that's some of my biggest regrets is not getting out a little more in life. Uh, I kind of just learned everything on the fly. I've been cooking. I've been cooking at the restaurant since I've been working since I was 12. Okay. Um, just doing dishes like odds and ends and stuff. And then uh, I started actually full time cooking cooking when i was 16 so i was so when i was 16 from 12 to 16 i was doing dishes and stuff yeah from like 16 on I was, i've been cooking ever since so it's tough because you walk in there and you think you know everything but then like i said you're always learning from somebody you know what i mean and there's always something you can learn from somebody and i've learned countless things from all the cooks that i've cooked with through the years and some of them are really successful now like they're doing different careers some of them are still cooking to this day so 
I, like I said, I learned a lot from those people. I believe uh, when you think you know everything, that's when you get humbled, you know, exactly. whether it's in life or in business, because uh, I'll come in here into color tech and, you know, yesterday was a great day, might have had some big sales. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, boom, back to square one, something happened. And uh, you're always learning. I truly think that. And I, I really believe that. So now as you have all this going on, you know, large family working for the family business, and then uh, you coach. So you coach youth sports yeah. 10 years of baseball and six years of football. Yeah, 10 years of baseball. I started coaching baseball when I was 19. It kind of got one of those things where my my dad was like the 16-year coach, the 14-year team didn't have a coach, and then like an assistant coach, and he's like, hey, you want to coach? I was like, yeah, sure. Next thing you know, the next year I became the head coach of that team, and this year was just my 10th year doing it, and I don't know if with a family and everything it's – kind of getting a little too much because like I said, I just started coaching football out at, uh, out of North London high school. And I really enjoy that. Cause that's where my passion is. I really, I really love football and I really love the game and what it stands for and the lessons that it teaches kids. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, football, you, you have to hustle. You have to earn everything exactly on the football field. You exactly. know, it's, it's never given to you, you know, no matter what position you're playing. Um, so that's why you're wearing the hat then. I was wondering. <laughs> yep. North London football. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a great group of guys out there. Great group of guys. Great, great young team. That's going to build and, they haven't been very successful the last couple of years, but last year we won four games, and that was okay. that was more than they won the last four years combined. So, okay. well, hey, yeah, so awesome. they're 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 doing they're, we we got a good thing going. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, what what uh, position do you coach? Um, it's actually kind of weird because I coach wide receivers and defensive backs, two positions I never played. <laughs> so yeah, okay. It's it's kind of weird, but I I do good with it. I've learned. I studied the game a lot. I studied film. I studied uh, YouTube videos. I'm always trying to learn, and I. I, and I'd start off as a volunteer position to be a junior high coach. Okay. And I showed up and I was working, busting my butt. Next thing you know, the guy said, Hey, we want to pay you this year. I'm like, really? Hey, you're going to be our varsity help yeah. on the varsity program. I'm like, Holy great. God. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Especially when you yeah. turn to like a, a hobby or something you're passionate about and, and, and make some kind of money from it. You know, I mean, that's obviously not why you started doing it. Exactly. You did it for the love of the game and to, to coach and teach, you know, the next generation. But the fact that, hey, they can pay you now. So do you see yourself, if you continue with football, as maybe an offensive coordinator, more defensive coordinator, or maybe a head coaching position sometime down the road? Uh, yeah, I I do want to coach. Uh, I do want to be a head coach. Um, I feel like I'm well-versed in both offense and defense, but I really I want to be a head coach, and I, I want to oversee. I want to hire an offensive coordinator, hire a defensive coordinator, and just oversee both sides. Uh because and I, you're gonna laugh at me when I <clears throat> excuse me where I say yeah. what I want to coach, but I want to I actually want to coach Lemon High. Uh, Lemon High. Lemon High. I want to coach Lemon High just because okay. there's in the city there's so much talent there, and you see all the stuff going on like drugs, gun violence, and all this stuff, and you just want to like somebody's got to change, and if you can get those kids dedicated in the city, yeah, oof, look oh, yeah. out, look yeah. out, because uh, they have some talent there. They have some, they have some talent, like they exactly. really do. Exactly, there's yeah, some athletes have definitely come through Lebanon High School, and mm -hmm. um, I think Lebanon City is very passionate about whatever they they put their mind to as as a whole, and and I'm sure having a, a mentor and there are mentors now as coaching, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, that that's a, it could be a real good fit. I think it could yeah. be a real good fit. Yeah. Like I, an outsider, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of what yeah. I'm thinking, but oh, man, we'll see how it goes. That'd I'm be just, awesome. I'm taking it one day at a time. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So for all the listeners out there, uh, our guests have to fill out a form to be on the American grown podcast. And one of the questions, um, John, you had mentioned that you had a brief amateur MMA fight. Yeah. At a Philadelphia casino. Yeah, Harris Casino in okay. Philly. It yeah. was uh, it was a great event. Uh, 
uh, a crazy story. Like I, we were driving down, me and my buddy Kyle, and the car broke down, and it just was it wasn't a good time. I was having a bad day. I I got there, I weighed in. My trainer was running into some trouble. He was actually late for my fight, and so I had my buddy corner me. It was just a crazy mess. But the the promoter's like, "Are you sure you want to fight? You sure you want to fight?" Because I was fighting a guy that was three and one, and it was my wow. first fight. And yeah. I was like, I was like, "Yeah, I want to fight. I don't care if my corner's here or not. I'm fighting this fight." So the, I got in the cage with this guy, and we fought. Uh, he ended up beating me late in the second round. But hey, it's a it was a three round fight, and he ended up beating me late in the second round. But it was it was well worth it, and it was a growing experience. Like. You can't, there's nothing else like that is just getting locked in a cage with another person and saying, go to town. <laughs> I can't even imagine because I've oh, never been in that scenario. You know, of course, I, like I know a fighters, uh, uh, Conor McGregor and, and, you know, all these guys. So I've seen it, but to actually be in there, do you yeah. remember landing any punches or did you remember getting, taking a hit and you're like, oh no, this, this, this isn't going the way I wanted it to? He was more of a ground guy. So it was okay. like when I came out and I, I, I tried to throw the one, two, three right away and he knew right away when he saw me stand my stance and he saw my hands, he knew I was a striker and this guy was a wrestler. So he knew right away. He didn't really want to stand, you know, and I got off a couple of good jabs on him. Um, <clears throat> he got off a good leg kick. That's the only one that like really got me. It's like, Oh, people don't realize how yeah. bad them leg kicks actually hurt. You know, like, um, uh, they, they sting, they really sting. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that just really blew my mind. So, uh, and I found it interesting too because I I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Um. So that was a one time thing. It was like. Yeah, it was a one time thing. I thought about training some more, but uh, just it's a lot of time. It's a time consuming thing, and I, you know, I have a history with concussions. And my mom and my girlfriend at the time are like, "That's not yeah. really a good idea." Yeah, right. <laughs> Plus, you have so much going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, you have to really like dedicate. I'd imagine your life to it. You know, if, exactly. If, if you really yeah. want to go far with it, and and you do, you take some serious some serious hits that that you know the average person you know doesn't exactly. want, doesn't want to take or, or withstand so now i gotta ask john what where do you think your passion comes from what are you passionate about i know in your spare time which you don't have a lot of being so busy with your family business having a family of your own um i know you do some painting some spray painting like what are you really passionate about yeah i, I paint and art art's art's a great way for me to ease my mind when i'm going through a lot you know what i mean i just sit down and i i lately i've been drawing yeah. um but art is just it just clears your mind it gives you a clear focus but I'm really passionate about just being the best version of myself, like lifting, uh, lifting weights, trying to always speak when things need to be said. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not a big hoorah guy. I don't, I try not to talk a lot. I don't put a lot out there, but when I talk, I want, it's something that needs to be heard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I try to just speak, speak from my heart and just let it all flow. And that's what, that's what I'm passionate about. Just try to change little bits of things you know and try to make the best of every situation and is there a certain gym you want to shout out that, that you'd recommend here in lebanon county uh right now i go to bc fitness out in uh on north 372 it's it's past the diner a little ways uh right right before uh 81 and stuff or 22 it's it's a nice little small family-owned gym the guys the guys are really friendly dude so it's just a good little spot. Cool. Shout out to BC Fitness for all the listeners out there looking to get their uh, pump on, get their beach bods going. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back and dive into the history a little bit more about Heisey's Diner. Um, I know we started with with how you came to you know your family business took over, but tell me a little bit more about it. Some of the people there and uh, what's like a the average day. You know how do you how do you wake up? How do you start your day and get to work? Well, the average day starts usually around five in the morning. You get there, you uh, cook off some bacon, get everything set up for the breakfast shift um we're busier now than ever like we have two rooms open during breakfast so we get a pretty good rush uh banquets and stuff 
Uh, so you're just cooking all day long, and there's people in the back that are prepping all day long. There's waitresses running around serving all day long. There's always something going on there, and we're always thinking for the next day. You know what I mean? Like right. the next three days, then and always prepping, thinking ahead, and planning, and just going along those lines. But that's a typical day. What would be your favorite part about working uh, for your family business? Oh, uh, I, I personally, I love two things. I, I just love to cook. First of all, I just I love everything about cooking. I love because when you put food on a plate, it's it's you you know what I mean it's something that you put there you you made it you created it. it's on the plate I love that and I just love the people too like whether it's the guy that comes in every day that I don't even know who he is but he orders the same breakfast every day yeah or whether it's the guy after work I sit and have a beer with and talk you know what I mean I just love the people that come in the customers um we're very fortunate to have a great like uh regular base so we're very fortunate for that and I'm really appreciative of those people you make those connections with, like you said, your your customers that come in, especially on the regular. You, know, you can learn from them, grow from them, and uh, it's neat, I'm sure, to hear the stories that they have exactly. to tell. Uh, so what are some of the advantages, you would say, of owning your own restaurant? And then if any, are there any disadvantages? Um, advantages, I would say just you're your own boss. That's like an advantage kind of in a way, you know, like you do your own thing like and you make the rules the disadvantage is it's hard working with family and it's it's very stressful work uh it's not hard work in my opinion because there are harder jobs like there's construction and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. um it's very stressful work it's very time oriented and uh, especially now with everything going on it's just it's very stressful yeah so that's a disadvantage to throw it back a little bit, I've been asking some of the guests that actually own businesses, you know, how did COVID affect your business, affect your life, you know, back in 2020? And are there still issues, you know, that you're facing to this day? Yeah. Uh, back before 2020, me and my brother were actually going to put a plan together to purchase the diner from my dad. Oh, and wow. uh, Yeah. And when then COVID hit and it kind of like fell through and I was like, oh, man. Um, but once COVID hit, it, it really hit, put a hurting on the restaurant industry. There's a reason why a hundred thousand restaurants went out of business in 2020. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of restaurants went out of business and it, you're, you were asking those people to run on a quarter of their sales and their profits. And it just ain't going to happen. Uh, you live for like during the week, pays your bills, the weekends, like that, that's pays your fills your pocket, fills your employee's pocket. And you just weren't able to make enough to keep it going. When COVID first hit and, you know, the, the governor announced uh, lockdowns or, or um, essential businesses only being open, uh, it definitely affected us in the printing industry here at Colortech because we weren't deemed essential until uh, the, that following week. Um, so, you know, of course, employees don't know what to do, what you know, where they're going to go. And I remember seeing on Facebook uh, a three-minute video from one of the owners at the, the Bad Orf now, uh, Rotunda yeah. and Rotunda Brewing Company. And he, he really had a good point. It was a three-minute, it was a long rant. But um, it, just how quickly people make decisions, whether good or bad, and they don't maybe always look through the outcomes or think about how it's going to affect not only themselves, but the families and the people that they're overseeing, you know? Um, so it, it was definitely tough. I know here for us and, uh, we were very fortunate that we could get back up and, and opening. Exactly. Um, you know, I imagine, like I said, you guys went through the same thing. A lot of employees, you know, what do we do? Where do we go? Things like that. Pre COVID we, uh, we, uh, staffed between 55 and 65 employees. Wow. Uh, now we're have 42. So, Holy cow. yeah. So if somebody calls off or it's, it's a struggle, you know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, it's hard to find help in the restaurant business right now because, like I said, the the wages are kind of not what other you got these corporations and stuff hiring for twenty thirty dollars an hour. It's you can't compete with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a lot of a lot of positions, so 
it's kind of a struggle bus right now, but hey, we'll get through it. You just got to adapt, I guess. Right, for sure. And to hit on, you know, trying to hire people, I know it, it has been tough because we, we've been looking, uh, of course, when COVID first stayed, we had some people retire, you know, take early retirement, uh, actually four people, four key positions here at ColorTech. And it was like trying to scramble to find those key people, those certain people. And uh, we were able to get lucky, you know, through Indeed. And it, it took a lot because you'd, you'd have someone scheduled to come in for an interview. Uh, they'd show up and then you call them back for a second and they ghost you. They just like disappeared. So I, I totally understand that. I don't know where the people are, where's the workforce, you know? Yeah. Cause it's, it, it's everywhere. Restaurants, you know, commercial businesses. Yeah. It has me puzzled, man. I, I've been working so much. It's unbelievable, but it is what it is, man. You just got to adapt and grow yeah. and make the best of the situation. So through these tough times that we've gone through recently and now that we're coming out of it, I'm sure things are getting better. Business, like you said, has been very busy and picking up, yeah. which is phenomenal. What motivates you every day to be the best version of yourself? Uh, definitely my kids, man. Uh, How many kids do you have? I have four. Four kids. Four wow. kids. I'm yeah. done having kids. No more kids. Yeah. But four, four is too many. I have, uh, I have two be- beautiful and uh, great uh, mothers of my children. They're great. They're uh, Kim Kim Bowman. I graduate with you. Got I graduate with her. Yeah, I remember Kara Osborne. They're they're great women. Um, and I have four beautiful kids, um, two daughters and uh, two sons. And they're just they just keep me going, man. And uh, if it wasn't for the mothers of my children, I wouldn't be able to do the things that I do. I wouldn't be able to work out. I wouldn't be able to work work at the diner 50, 50 hours a week. I wouldn't be able to coach youth sports and give back to my community. You know, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do these things if it wasn't for them, those two women. And they're they're just great. And I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for my kids. And uh, that's what pushes me to be the best that I possibly can be. Seriously, that is awesome. How can all of our listeners out there connect with you and follow along uh, on your journey and, and also connect with Heisey's Diner? Um, I don't really do uh, social media, but we do have a Facebook page on our, okay. for Heisey's Diner. But I personally don't do too much social media anymore. Um, just got too crazy on there. But uh, for as far as the diner, we have a diner Facebook page. And we also we're located on uh, North Route 72. If you've never been, stop out, grab a bite beer whatever i highly recommend it the food is fantastic especially breakfast bacon eggs steak and eggs always get you you can't go wrong there seriously so before we close out is there anything else uh, you'd like the listeners to know about yourself um no not really just uh just make the best out of every situation and just use your struggles and your pain and everything to grow and become the best version of yourself and motivate others and listen to others and learn from others and just just be the best you can be and have a have a great life and yeah. enjoy it. Perfect. No, I couldn't say it any better. John Heisey on the American Grown Podcast and the Color Tech Creative Solutions Studios. Thank you for joining me. Oh, no problem, man. Anytime and thank you so much. If you want to see more American Grown content, follow along on Facebook and Instagram. Username American Grown Podcast. If you received any value, please share this episode with friends, family, and coworkers. And lastly, subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, please direct message or email Austin at americangrownpod at gmail.com.